0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: It is our Car Care Show. Dan Burns in studio today. Steve Thompson sitting in for Denny Long for one more Saturday and Sunday. Denny returns next weekend. Dennis Matuzak is our producer in studio today. And good to see you, Dan. And we've got a hot humid stretch and this has really been a theme we talked about it a week ago this is going to test uh particularly those air conditioners that
0: aren't working uh like new you know there's not much else to talk about with it when it comes <laughs> to your car than the than the heat is there and the air conditioner and you know you you try and get by because air conditioning is is a luxury it's not something you need to to uh, to tr- get your transportation needs met but uh, when you hear a forecast like the one that we're hearing for this long-term, hot, humid stretch, it's uh, pretty challenging not to take it in and get it fixed. I, I remember my grandpa,
1: uh, my mom's dad, he he didn't like the heat at all. He, he despised, you know, anything above 80 degrees and a dew point above 60. He just didn't. And, and I remember when I was a kid, we, we did, generally didn't have air conditioning in our cars. Right. But my grandpa always had air because he said, I, I'm not going to sit in traffic and drive to work in the heat. You know, so, you know, going way, way back when he had air conditioning when it was relatively rare. Yeah, It was a
0: luxury yeah, item. Yeah, it really was a luxury item. And uh, I don't know, things have changed and we're all used to it now and, and in our homes and in our cars. And and uh, so it makes it makes the heat, you know, more tolerable. That's for sure. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. But, uh, but they it does re, it does require service, and uh, it certainly is keeping Lloyd's Automotive busy uh, this week and and last week and next week uh, fixing uh, air conditioning. Yeah, I'm sure making sure it's in top shape. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring
1: up, and I really didn't know this because I thought you know the cold is really hard on car batteries. That you know it's the cold that uh, causes car batteries to fail. But after my daughter went to school in Arizona and I had not one but two rental vehicles over four years down there, um, the batteries fail. And I would call AAA and they'd take care of it and I would get reimbursed because I would rent wheelchair vans so I wasn't renting through a typical agency. And they'd always take care of me and reimburse me and all of that sort of thing. Um, But the AAA guys would, would say, oh, yeah, I mean, the heat is just. Really, really tough on batteries. Yeah,
0: and and you, uh,
1: you find that at Lloyd's as well. It's true. Yeah,
0: yeah. in fact, uh, the 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 days of our, our busiest times are now when it's hot, not not when it's you know when we had the polar vortex. It's certainly busy, oh, sure, but not like the old days. In the old days, we had to take the phone off the hook by ten in the morning because you just couldn't couldn't field any more calls and you couldn't get any work done because you were too busy telling people I can't help you. And uh, that's just not the case anymore. It's uh, the cold weather is is they've figured out cold weather for cars, and uh, it, cars work great in cold weather, but uh, w- when it comes to the heat, they still struggle. And you know it, another thing too is on on a car, so many of the electronic components are inside the passenger compartment, which is a good idea in that it keeps it dry and safe, and all of that it's not exposed to the elements. Bad news about that is when you park your car uh, out in the sun uh, in a parking lot on a really, really hot day, that engine or the passenger compartment gets really hot. And we all know that, you know, when it comes to our computers and all that sort of stuff, if their fans aren't working or if the if the uh, uh, components aren't kept cool, that's really hard on them. They don't work well. And the same is true with cars. So, yeah, heat's a bugger. And uh, it's something that we all not not much you can do about it i mean we have to park our cars and and it's hot outside but uh you know they're they're supposed to be designed to handle the heat but not always it's really hard on them by the way
1: our number on the program six five one nine eight nine nine two two six six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. 989 uh same deal for our text line 6519899226 Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive on fabulous Grand Avenue in St. Paul is joining us on our Car Care Show. Denny Long away uh, for one more meet a week. He'll be back next Saturday. Once again, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Um, let's go to the text line. We have an 04 Yukon XL. And about four years ago, had a new engine put in. Now, the original transmission has a whiny sound to it. We keep up uh, on
0: the service. Um, what could be going on? Well, the, a whiny transmission is usually the pump. You know, the, it, it's got a hydraulic pump inside there, and that hydraulic pump is starting to make some noise. But it's also uh, on an older, uh, especially GM product like that, it's common. And so I would not. Consider that a catastrophic failure at this point. Uh, the noise is there, and it's and it's and it's real. Uh, one thing that you can do is is check the condition of your fluid, and and uh, you know if you haven't had your fluid serviced in a, in a long time, on that vintage of a car, that's probably a good idea. Um, but like I say, uh, I probably would uh, would not rush right out and get a new transmission until you start experiencing some symptoms uh, and, uh, but, but see how it goes.
1: Yeah. And '04 four, we're coming up on 16 model years. Yeah. I think O fours is, is being, wow, you know that. Okay. It's and, pretty new. <laughs> and not so much. Well, that That's 16 hard winters you know as what? well.
0: I'm with you. I still, I still think of that, you know, anything yeah. newer than 2000 feels new to me. Like, you know, like, Oh, that's a pretty new car. And it's not so true anymore, is it? I guess as I age, I'm losing perspective on time. (laughs) You know what's funny
1: about it? When I was younger, I I by necessity had to drive old cars Mm -hmm. with a lot of rust and a lot of warts and things didn't work. And then I got to a certain age and I said, I'm not doing that anymore. I want to drive new cars. And then I got to a point where it's like, I don't really like making payments. As a result, I have my weight silverado with two well over two hundred and thirty thousand miles on it, and it's just fine
0: yeah well, I just I was gonna say i i walked <laughs> i walked by your truck this morning on the way in and it's just fine it looks just fine and yeah it, you know, it's
1: it's starting to show a little rust here and there, yeah. and you know what I don't care well if the a
0: m radio <laughs> if the a m radio works right. and and the uh and the air conditioning works there's not you don't need much more air heat radio yeah right i
1: the, the windows are are manual. Yeah. So the locks are manual. <laughs> there's there's no carpet to clean. Right. Yeah. It, it's got the rubber.
0: Yeah. Nice it's boring. a it's a work truck. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's just fine. Yeah. It's just fine. It's all good. Yeah. Well, good for you. You've uh, learned to accept life. <laughs> well, and you know,
1: once again, radio, air, heat. Yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah. That that's all that. All right. Uh, another one from the text line here, real quick. Car overheated and lost all coolant drove short distance to the garage, replaced a broken plastic coolant bypass elbow with metal elbows, um, replaced the radiator cap, system was tested, gurgling sounds, so air still in the line.
0: Um, what, what could be going on here? Well, um I think that also is a GM product that we're talking about. They didn't say that. Yeah, right. it is. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. By the way, I'll follow up. An 0-4 Pontiac Grand Prix.
0: Yeah. It's a common thing. They put these plastic uh, elbows into the intake manifold, and then uh, over time they deteriorate and break, and the replacement is metal, which is a good idea. But they're, uh, what they're talking about is that is uh, getting it full of coolant again, and uh, it's really hard on those. We actually have a... An adapter that we put on the coolant reservoir or on the radiator that uh, raises the, the the fill neck by several inches, maybe even a foot. And it's just a uh, an adapter you put on the cap, and then you put a funnel. It's a funnel that that goes onto that, and then uh, in the uh, and then you fill that funnel with uh, coolant. And uh, by doing that, of course, it's that becomes the highest point on the engine. It is a gravity feed. Right it's a gravity feed and and uh, the the trick is uh, over you know what you should do now is if you if you don't have that or you don't have any way of of accomplishing that what you need to do is start it fill it up uh, uh, let it cool down again and go through that process several times of warming warming it up and cooling it back down and Getting more coolant in it, uh, you know, shut the engine off before the coolant that you put in boi- has boiled over. But in that process, you'll uh, you'll get it full, and uh, and that's what you need to do. That's why the gurgling is happening because it's not full of coolant.
1: Yeah, and they said they need to go out of town, so yeah. they
0: better get that full. Getting, yeah, today's the day. Yeah, <laughs> make sure there's coolant in there. Yeah, and, oh, I, and quite sure. honestly, if they if they can't do it, if they bring it into the, you know, just drive it up the block to the shop and uh, somebody will help you with that. It's a simple process. All right, quick break. We have
1: more on our car care show. Dan Burns in studio. Here's the phone number and text number. Keep this handy. It's good for all our programs here on the CCO. 651-989-9226-724. Here at CUCO officially now, seven twenty five. Dan Burns in our car care show. Denny Long is away, Steve Thompson sitting in. Uh Denny returns next Saturday, seventy three degrees here in the cities. We'll have an update on the weather coming up here at seven thirty. Let's go to the phones on our car care show. Ken in Minneapolis. Ken, you're on the air.
0: Thank you. Dan, I uh I uh, used to have an old Dodge with a 33 gallon tank, and when I had a couple of gallons of old bolt gas left up at the cabin, I just dumped it in the tank, and everything was fine. But my 2000 Toyota 4Runner with a 18 gallon tank didn't like it as much. And I'm uh, I'm getting uh, a check engine light that points to the MAF sensor and the oxygen sensor. My question is, will time just uh, clean that out, or do I
1: got to go in and replace something?
0: I'm sorry. So what you did was dump some old gas in, and and ever since then you've had a check engine light. Oh, we lost them. Well, I'll I'll assume that that's the case. Um, and if that is the case, that is what I would do. Is uh, first of all, I wouldn't do anything until you uh, burn a, 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 you know burn through that tank of gas and put a fresh tank of gas in and burn that halfway through. And see what happens. Uh, the one thing is with the with the mass airflow sensor. I don't see what that has to do with the quality of gas so much. Uh, the oxygen sensor certainly. The you know if if uh, some sort of contaminant was in the uh, fuel system and it certainly what could affect the oxygen sensor and and wreck that. But I don't see what the mass airflow sensor would have to do with that. But at any rate, if the car is running fine, if the check engine light's not flashing, then I would uh, take a slow approach to it. If if in a couple of tanks of gas it hasn't straightened itself out, then you're going to have to take it in and get some help.
1: I'm going to throw something out on old gas, and this goes to small engines. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if you can concur, but I've had uh, a push mower, an old snapper, for 25 years. I have a snow thrower that's 21 years old. And the one thing I do is never keep old bad gas. I use fuel stabilizer and I've never had any fuel system problems. It it just seems to me, and I've got a neighbor friend down the street who works on a lot of small engines. People leave Bad gas in these things <laughs> over the winter or over yeah. the summer. Yeah, it just kills in the fuel system. It does. Don't you
0: know, do that. No, don't do that. And cars can handle it because they're, uh, you know, it's just a bigger quantity. And the, sure, and the, and the gas doesn't. And you get, cycle through it more, right? And the gas doesn't get uh, doesn't deteriorate the way it does in a in a small engine. But in a small engine, in the in the bowl of the carburetor that gas evaporates down just a little bit and then all of a sudden we got this all all this oxidation happening in there and uh, it wreck it plugs everything up and so whenever we you know customers will bring in a small engine and see if we can help them get it started and we often do and it's always a fuel problem that keeps yeah. a small engine from starting so you're absolutely right use fuel stabilizer and uh, that'll do it for you
1: yeah and, and people- I, i've been at a problem like i say i've Two pieces of power equipment I've never had trouble with. Right. And there's some people that it, three or four years with a mower, oh, it doesn't run anymore.
0: Right. Well, and the, the other trick is in the fall, when you're done with your lawnmower and your lawnmower gas and all that sort of stuff. at all. out. Well, dump it in, the, we'll d- run it in or dump it in the car. <laughs> yeah, <then> that's right. Then, <laughs> before it turns bad. And, yeah. And, and, uh, let and the car burn it up.
1: Let the car burn it up. All right. Uh, let's go to Vernon Woodbury. Vern, you're on the air. Hello.
0: All right. Um. I've got a 2013 Ford Escape. Uh, I bought it in 2014. It seemed fine. And then progressively every year afterwards, um, it's got a smell in it. And it's
1: almost like it might have been in a a flood or something, and there's something rotten in there
0: or something, and I can't find it. I've gone through the carpeting, gone through the uh, um, seats in the car and everything else, and I can't find the smell. Uh, Is there... Is there any history of, like, this being car- carried in the, uh, um, like, air conditioning system or, the, or anything like that? I just can't figure out where it's coming from. Yeah, I think, I, well, two things that happen. Uh, one is that a, a rodent could have gotten in the vehicle and died. Mm. And, but, and, but that's a familiar smell. It's a horrible smell. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a familiar smell. And over time, and not as long a time as you would think, uh, over time, that smell will go away as everything dries up, and, and uh, so it's probably not that. If this has been a long term deal, more likely it's cr- it's coming from the heating and air conditioning system. Uh, and if that's the case, what it is is in this kind of weather, like we're having now, uh, you know, everything gets moldy and mildewy, and uh, they make a product that you can that you can spray into your heating and air conditioning system into the ductwork and uh, it will actually get in there and kill all the mold and mildew and clean it up and clean up that smell so that's what I would recommend if you go buy one of these products you can get it at any auto parts store and follow the directions they'll uh, the directions will tell you where to introduce this spray that you spray into the system and along with that uh, if your vehicle has a uh, cabin air filter and it probably does change that air filter, too, because if that has debris that's accumulated on it, that will also get moldy and stinky. So those are the two things that I would do. Spray that spray that spray in there and also change that cabin filter, and I think you'll find that you have a much better smelling vehicle. Quick break. We have more with Dan Burns, and of course, it is our Car
1: Care Show. Every Saturday morning between 7 and 7 and 45 Car Care Show, Dan Burns in studio on a Saturday morning. Jack Farrell in his weekly wine chat. Coming up in a few minutes, still time for your calls and texts here at CCO. Let's go to the text line. Uh, I have uh, bad radio reception in a 2013 Chevy Impala LTZ with a Bose radio, uh, particularly AM. And that is a major problem. Yeah, I, know. I mean, <laughs> I think that's worse than the air being out. If you can't get AM very well, yeah. so
0: what could be going on? Well, it's probably the antenna, an antenna yeah. problem. And um, what, I forget, what kind of car do you say it was?
1: Uh, Twenty thirteen Chevy Impala, so well, relatively new. That's pretty old, new. Yeah. yeah.
0: What we usually find is that you know there's an antenna on the vehicle somewhere. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's in the roof or or sure. where it is, but there's an antenna somewhere. And usually, what we find is some con- some corrosion has gotten into the cable where the uh, where the um are in between the cable and the antenna. And so it sometimes it, re, it requires replacing the cable, sometimes it requires replacing the antenna, but at any rate uh that's probably what's going on. And um if you're handy enough, it's actually a pretty easy fix or test if you want to. You can uh, get a new cable and uh and just plug a new cable into the phone without rerouting it through the whole car and uh and Uh, and see if that makes a difference. And if it does, then you know that you've got, uh, you know, a reception, an antenna problem, and that'll take care of it for you.
1: Yeah, but good luck with that. We need you to get that fixed. Yeah. Uh,
0: 2014 Ford Escape, every
1: now and then I have to stop, turn the car off, start it again, and then the air conditioner
0: pops on again. Mm -hmm. Uh, What could be going on there? Well, you're rebooting the computer, huh? That's Mm. Isn't it? (laughs) I joke about that. In an automobile, if 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 we told people, well, just stop what you're doing and shut it off and turn it back on and and it'll be fine, uh, people wouldn't settle for that in a car. And yet, with our computers, we do. If our phone quits working, we just shut it off and turn it back on and it starts working. And and that's the way it goes. But but essentially, that's that's what's happening is you're you're resetting something in the air conditioning system. And most cars nowadays have the technology where we can. Um, access the computer uh, for the heating and air, air system. And with what you're describing, there's probably some codes that are stored inside there that we can get, and that'll point us in a direction as to what we need to do to fix the car. But something's going on. There's a switch or a, or a sensor or something that's not that's not working right, and uh, hopefully there'll be a code stored for that, and, and then we'll get after uh, the repair. From
1: our text line at 651-989-9226, bought a 2019 Hyundai Santa Fe. Love the vehicle, but I've never owned a car that feels like it cuts out at a stoplight then starts again when you take off. Um I think that's kind of how a golf cart works. Yeah. You know, typically uh right. they shut down and then when you hit the pedal, they start up again and right. go. Um but I don't know. The air, does, does the air typically stop? Do all the systems shut down in that case?
0: Not so much. Uh, you know, they'll, I mean, it 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 the car monitors that. On a super cold day, it it you know it until the vehicle's warmed up, it it won't shut down. But that's uh, wh- what they're describing is uh, most. I don't know if most cars, but many cars nowadays have the technology that when you come to a stop sign, the engine actually shuts off and. uh While you're sitting at the stoplight, the engine doesn't run until you take your foot off the brake, and then the engine will start back up, and the car will go along just normally. And uh, I personally find it kind of annoying. I like my car to keep running while I'm at the stoplight. But but, uh, there's a whole bunch of environmental and fuel efficiency reasons uh, that they're building this technology into cars, and uh, the, the car does monitor all the heating and air and all that sort of stuff, so... Uh, it won't sit there so long that the vehicle becomes uncomfortable. But uh, but that's the way it's built now. And, and what you're feeling is exactly what you're thinking. The engine is indeed shutting off uh, while you're parked there and then starting as soon as you take your foot off the brake. On most cars, if you don't want that to happen, if you don't want it to uh, actually shut off when you're at the stop sign, if you don't push on the brake pedal quite hard on, as hard, uh, it'll keep running for you.
1: Um, from our small engine talk that we had, uh, someone said use non-oxygenated gasoline. A uh, lot of uh, filling stations sell that. They do w- without the alcohol. That that's typically what I do. I put that in the
0: boat and in in the small engines. Right. Yeah. You know the the alcohol, um, just by the chemistry of it and and the nature of it uh, attracts moisture, and. Uh, If you remember back in the old days when we, uh, in the wintertime in Minnesota, you would always put some heat in your gas tank, and that is exactly what you're doing is pouring some alcohol in there because the alcohol will absorb the moisture and uh, and burn it out of there. But uh, on on gas stored in your small engine, it has some alcohol in there, and and it attracts moisture from the air over time. And, of course, that creates a problem when you start to get moisture in your gas and you have trouble.
1: Are you aware of a website uh, from our text line where you can get engine codes? This is GMC 2012 through 2014. Um, Is there anywhere where you can easily look up engine
0: codes, et cetera? (laughs) I do it all the time. And quite honestly, if you just put the the model on a Google search, if you just put the, the model and the P engine code, you'll come up with uh, miles of information, to more information than you can handle. But, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: And a lot of comments, and yeah, it, it's, right. it's amazing. Yeah, it,
0: I always say it's enough information to scare you, and then you come running to Lloyd's Automotive. So that's, that's the good news. But, but uh, no, it's very, very easy to find. There's tons of information out there. And, and, but be careful with the information that you get because uh, sometimes it'll lead you down the wrong road.
1: Um, as far as uh, coolant, here's an 07 GMC Yukon, uh, looked low on coolant. It, it seemed to be really dark and, and smell bad. They added coolant. Is, is there something they should be concerned? Does the system need to be flushed?
0: What, what do you think if the coolant's dark and yeah. smells unusual? I think that's a good idea that it probably does need to be flushed. And if, you're, if you check your maintenance schedule, uh, perhaps you found that you're even late on uh, changing it. So, yeah, if it, you know, it's like I say so often, if it, if it doesn't look right, it's probably not. And, and if it's doesn't feel right, you probably should do something about it. And, and if you're comfortable doing it yourself, that's great. Otherwise bring it in and get some professional help, get some professional advice and, uh, and have it taken care of.
1: Uh 2015 Ford Explorer. I've had to have all four wheel bearings replaced starting when the vehicle was one year old. I find this odd uh, wheel bearings. I yeah. mean, what, what's kind of the rule? Are some vehicles more prone to...
0: Some vehicles are more prone. Uh, you know, a wheel bearing nowadays, they're not... You can't remove them from the vehicle like we did in the old days and lubricate it clean them and lubricate them and put them back together. We used to call that packing wheel bearings. Now they're sealed, and uh, they're, it's a very common repair. I mean, we do, we do wheel bearings every day. At Lloyd's Automotive. But to have all four of your wheel bearings go bad is really bad luck. That's unusual. Uh, so, But I think now you've been through it, and you've replaced them with hopefully hopefully, some better wheel bearings, and uh, they'll last you know the life of the car now.
1: We've got to run. Jack Farrell his weekly wine chat coming up. How do people get a hold of you at Lloyd's Automotive, Dan?
0: Well, you can find us on the web at LloydsAutomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, LloydsAutomotive.net. You can come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, right between Lexington and Victoria. Or give us a call, 651-228-1316. All right, stay cool. It's going to be a warm week. Yeah, I I am cool,
1: Steve. It's easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Dude. All right. All right. All right. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue. And our Car carries Show.